What do you say, everybody? It is time for Elephant in the Room, part of Roll Tide Pods. And it is great to have all of you guys here as we talk uh, Alabama football and everything else in the world of uh, Alabama athletics, college athletics. Before I bring on my partner, Mr. Jake Coker, let me remind you guys that Jake won a million dollars at (laughs) mybookie.ag. Well, I'm just kidding. But you know what? Maybe you guys can. I'll tell you, it's fun to go there, mybookie.ag, and with the promo code next round, they'll do price match up to 50% to $1,000 on that initial wager. So you've got college basketball heating up, Alabama trying to make a run, although didn't look good at Lexington, Kentucky last game. Still in first place. You got the NBA. Uh, You got Major League Baseball. And all of that stuff is covered at mybookie.ag. And our friend Lance at lanceslock.com has got you covered if you're looking for some help and figuring out exactly how you're going to lay that, you know, lay those bets down. You're going to do those parlays, lanceslock.com. All right, let me bring him on. There he is. I see him over there right now, a national championship quarterback. <laughs> And a guy that is uh, a multimillionaire, thanks <laughs> thanks to the thanks to the, those great wagers. No, I'm just kidding. What's up? <laughs> What's up, man? Well, lost money on on my tide on Saturday. You uh, bet on them? No, I didn't. I'm no, kidding. I was gonna, Yeah, I was gonna say. There's no chance. Yeah, no. You, you don't you don't make millions betting on the tide in basketball this year, but <laughs> on the road anyway. Well, on the road. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I mean, it's just, you know, Nate Oates, he's doing the best he can. And, and, uh, I don't know, you can't coach effort. And I know we scored a bunch of points, but, uh, you know, when you score, what was it, 90 points? And they almost had 100 with like 10 minutes left in the game. Uh, makes it pretty tough to come away with a W. Do you think that it's odd that you score 97 points and you still get blown out? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, what kind of college team? Well, that's is what that? I, I was I was on a group text with a bunch of my buddies, and I was like, uh, "This is like watching a NBA All Star game." Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. this is just this whole thing. It's just a bullshit game. It's hard to even watch when everybody's scoring that much. Mm-hmm. Now, Kentucky did shoot well, but we did leave them open a pretty good bit, you know. I don't know how I don't know how Nate Oates has enter, has any energy to do any kind of interview or anything at the end of the game. I don't know if you noticed, but it's like every time we score, he's out there running, telling them to shuffle back, get back on defense, get back on defense. We don't get back on defense, and then they score. You know, uh, you live or, live or die by the three, and that's what happens. But man, I I think Kentucky shot like 65 percent from the floor, which is insane yeah uh and again that's that's a great percentage but at the same time it means you're leaving a lot of guys open too you know uh grant nelson i felt like he's been a guy that you know we got to count on and he's got to be a tough player i think he's come a long way this year uh got to have an inside presence um uh, feel like we're getting there but uh you give up 112 115 points you know, I, I, what do you even? What's the coaching point after that? 
outside of effort. I mean, because do you think it's effort related or is it that we don't have the kind of guys that man, are good enough to make the plays? 112, 115. Uh, you don't have to have much talent to just play defense, you know? Uh, I, and I do know that. You know why? Because I don't have any basketball talent, but <laughs> when I played, I would just be a Dennis Rodman thorn, you know? <laughs> just be that guy that you're like, oh, this dude. You know what I'm talking about? Like, a lot of this. <laughs> just make you make a make a shot over me. <laughs> well, I mean, we've played other other good teams really well this year, and you know, when you give up a lot of open threes, usually it's because you're out of position and you're you're, you know, either you're overhelping or underhelping, and and uh, and the communication's not there, and and the hustle's not there. I mean, there's. Plenty of guys who weren't very talented that played in the NBA because they, I mean, I say talent is relevant, obviously, in this mm -hmm. conversation, but, yeah. uh, you know, relevant to other NBA players weren't as talented, but made their names on, on defense and rebounds. And, uh, I mean, to me, I like a good trash player here and there. You know, I want somebody who's just going to go out there and, might get a technical here and there, probably get a technical here and there, uh, but makes plays and rust people up a little bit and lets them know they're in Tuscaloosa or they're playing Alabama. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's the same with football. I, I, you know, I don't want, it's like Ryan said, uh, one of the last few times he was in here, he got caught a lot of shit for not helping up the opposing team. You know, from Jonathan Allen and H. John Robinson, it's like <laughs> he didn't he didn't reach out a, he reached out a lending hand to pull up the quarterback after he sacked him, and they were like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" Yeah, what are you yeah. doing, man? Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't play ball like that around here. <laughs> uh, right, so you know he he had the you know the, the concussion in practice and was out. You know, and then Mo got the yeah. I don't, I, I don't like that stuff, man. Don't elbow a dude in there. Yeah, I didn't like that. I mean, when I say a, a, tra a, a trash guy, I mean, you know, within the confines of the rules, it's just as, as rough as you can play without being a cheap You don't shot mean, order. yeah, you don't mean laying on the ground and you throw an elbow. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I saw that too. That was pretty that was pretty blatantly obvious that was, they uh, said that they were like I, I remember i was watching the news report and they were like you know like showing the highlight and they were like he pulled a coker and i was like Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding what, what kind of basketball player were you though you, do you, have, do you did uh, in your entire uh, basketball <laughs> career did you ever have to drop a you know did you have to push somebody did you give them a, a little nudge yeah yeah i did you know, you get caught in the moment sometimes. I think so too. I, I feel bad. I, I I've honestly done this, not the same. I never elbowed someone in the head, but there's been some times where I did stuff, and I was like, "Why did I do that?" But oh, you yeah. get so fired up about what's going on. Somebody might have like hit you earlier, and oh, you yeah. just—it's the first time that you got a shot on them. And you're 17, and you're yeah, just yeah, dumbass. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, I, I know exactly that feeling. I remember getting a 15 yard penalty in football for. I caught a pass and some guy <laughs> I just threw some guy in the out of bounds. I don't know why. I, mean, I caught the ball. <laughs> like man, one hand throwing some guy. I don't even know why. My dad till, still tells the story. I was I was playing city league basketball and uh he saw me at the end of the game. We were losing. It was out of I mean, we, I think we were down like 10. 
and we're fouling them, trying to get back into it. And I knew the game was over. And so I go around and talk to all my teammates. And, and my dad's like, what were you talking about? You know, when you go around talking to everybody, I was like, I, I, I said that it's time to foul. So let's make these fouls count. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad always tells that story and laughs. You know, I was like, did, did you we're make gonna them foul count? them? We're gonna we're gonna get oh, after yeah, them. Yeah. Did you get? Did you get? Did you make them count? I got a few. I got did a you? few. But back then, I mean, I was. It was a, it was a more physical game. Back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plus, it was. I mean, I was. I was. You playing. were like the Lambeer of Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> had, What's your grandfather's name to play basketball? Jules again? Meunier. I love that name. Man. Oh yeah, uh, it's smooth. He was, he was a smooth talker. Meunier. He was a smooth. Why don't if you when you have your next kid and you have the boy, Jules Meunier Coker? That is, a, yeah. dude. That is a freaking great name, dude. Oh yeah, that I, is I'm, I'm not even kidding you. I love it. I love the way it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. And with a name like that, you got to be good. <laughs> drafted by the celtics that's what you told me yeah uh i'm gonna find some people you know in my world of baseball who scouted him what, what do you or or maybe that remember him oh, what man. years do you remember what year do you know it was in the 50s in the 50s yeah uh, not gonna be many of those guys around anymore <clears throat> no. but but the the thing about baseball scouting and i you know it, it's a world that i know well yeah is that they re, people remember yeah well, he was so he was going to play, and my best recollection of it is that he had to go to Korea. Um, I can't remember which. I think I can't remember which Korean branch. war. Yeah, I can't remember which Another branch. Wars, but yeah, then he had to go go to Korean War, and uh, I mean that was right in his heyday. So yeah. he played at Spring Hill College, um, and that was you know right in his heyday, and and. You know, it all, it just didn't work out, but you know, it was a different time back then too. You know, I mean, sports were kind of a, man, it was, it was cool, but it wasn't work, you know? Oh yeah. And, and it was work, sports. work was a priority back then, you know? Yeah. I saw where, uh, Cody Bellinger, uh, just signed a, uh, contract for 80 million dollars for three years of playing baseball people were like man it's all guaranteed it's all guaranteed in baseball too well unless his you get is hurt. well hit no 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 it's all guaranteed in baseball if you if you get a guaranteed deal his is a guaranteed deal with with opt-outs every year if he wants to opt out but the cubs don't have an opt-out on that so it could be he'll probably opt out this year or next year but he's got 30 million dollars per season uh, but I mean, I, I keep reminding everyone that, you know, it, it essentially it's hitting a baseball, you know, yep. cause he wanted $200 million or more as agent, Scott Boris. It's like, man, you know, like how, when did we get to this point? You know, why didn't I learn how to do that better? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? Oh yeah. $30 million. To play baseball would be, and it's all guaranteed for him. Yeah. He could go strike out every time pretty much. And, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Some of these deals, they of course, signed, you wouldn't want. I mean, well, no, some of these guys, like, that's one of the problems baseball has is that guys will sign these big, really big contracts. Oh, and, every sport's got it. And then yeah. all of a sudden, the, 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 the priority to be successful isn't there. Some guys don't, you know, 
Mookie Betts is a great example. You know, John Lester, you know, you know, I'm a Cubs guy. John Lester signed a contract and killed it, man. Did a great job. Like yeah. lived up to it, you know. And, and I don't I don't think that there's he's just not the type of guy that wouldn't do it. Oh, but yeah. then you hear like um Anthony Rendon signed this huge contract after the Nationals won the World Series and went to the Angels. And now it's like He's like, well, you know, baseball is not my priority. You know, family's my priority, and which is fine. But dude, they they're paying you like they don't have money for anything because they're paying you like two hundred some thousand a million dollars to get, you know, to get shit done. Yeah, you know, when I was at the Senior Bowl, uh, I'll never forget. I was, you know, you had all these round tables with all the teams, and you'd speak to the. Uh, GMs and 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 certain coaches and they'd ask you questions about certain plays, particular film on on an iPad. Uh, and then I got to the Saints table and we talked a little bit. But uh, as I was getting up to leave, one of the uh, GMs or uh, management guys was like, "Do you really love football?" And I I was like. I looked at it because I'd never, you know, I hadn't right. heard that before. And I was, I was like, you know, at first I was like, you know, I, you know, I'm thinking in my head, you know, have you not watched film? Like, have you not seen me run and, and take shots and play yeah. and run with physicality and all that? And then I started thinking about that after, you know, after I, after my career was over, that's always kind of stuck with me. And, and, uh, you know, I, I love, love playing football at Alabama, love playing football in, in college. Uh, and when I got to the NFL and was with the Cardinals, um, I enjoyed it, you know, to a certain degree, but it wasn't the same. Yeah. And, uh, well, just because you're on, you're almost on your own in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You know I mean? You, you make a team, you're on the team, uh, you make your money and then it's cutthroat you know, prove yourself or get lost. Right. You know, and so it's not the same tight knit unit where coaches are trying to develop you because they have to have you, you know, and mm -hmm. and and you don't get that that you know tight knit bond like you do with a college coach. Um but you know, I I don't know, had I been paid a ton of money at that age and I realized the, the importance of, you know, working through it and, and doing everything to the best of my abilities throughout that whole process, you know, with that money in the bank, I can see how it ruins a lot of kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, cause when you're 21, 22 and you have, you know, $6 million in the bank, you're too stupid to realize what $6 million is. Well, I mean, you yeah, you think, uh, which it is a lot of money. There's no doubt about it, but you don't really realize the implications of the importance and building on that throughout your lifetime, you know? Uh, so uh, I didn't realize how important that question was, and I'm sure he was watching how I responded to that, uh, you know, to find out if if you're going to pay a guy a lot of money, is he still going to show up and, and work because he loves football or because – he just wants to make a, a few dollars here in the next few years. Great, great point to make. Um, and I think that that's one of the issues that you have in baseball with the guaranteed money because 
in the NFL, they just release you. Yeah. Right? Or you get a year into your contract and you can't stand the coaches. You can't stand a new hire at the GM position or what, you know, whatever. Right. And all of a sudden you get a bad attitude. You're a, you know, you're a bad apple in the, in the locker room and yet they're stuck with you for another two years. Yeah. Even though you're making everything, everybody around you worse. Right. Yeah, no, no doubt about it, man. I so, had, a, I, I, had mean, a, I had a pre, a GM of a team tell me there was a guy, and I don't want to say who it is, because I, I I promised I wouldn't. But he goes, they had just paid one one of the former GMs and I were real, were pretty good friends, right? Like, you yeah, know, outside of baseball, just good friends. And he's like, and the guy has a mobile tie, by the way, but he's like, he's like, money doesn't come with instructions. You know, and and basically, it's like they pay you pay these guys, and they you don't know what they're gonna do with it. Oh yeah, they, you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about eighty million, seventy million, fifty. I like, think you know, oh, yeah. hundred million. Like it almost it almost should just be given to a money manager who's you know really trustworthy. Man, I wish I had talent to make that kind of pay them three hundred thousand dollars a year. You think our show would change if somebody paid us fifty million? <laughs> <laughs> would we? Would that be? We don't give a shit money, or would that be where we are like really locked in on yeah. podcasting? No, uh, we'd be doing this, and it'd be a lot more entertaining. Would, because yeah. I wouldn't we'd have better it. guests. That, <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't care what I said. No, no. Hey, no, no, no. I'll tell you what. If we had that, if somebody gave us that kind of money. We would hire Shank and Ryan full time. Can you imagine us? Shank like, wouldn't be. I mean, yeah, Ryan wouldn't be building houses anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> well, he on the side, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, but he'd be here every week. It'd be a bigger studio. Although <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the ambiance in here. Don't get me wrong, but you know, uh, it's so funny. Hey, you know, it's like you, I miss those guys when they're not here. Oh, uh, no. It, it's like you hear all the time, though. I mean, guys, when they make a lot of money, they miss the. I love this studio. Yeah. You know, it's a great, it's just a homey feel. Yeah, it is. You know, you kick back and relax and. Oh, I do it all the time. I've <laughs> <laughs> been here a lot. <laughs> but but I know what you mean. It's it, It's got a good vibe in here, man. Like, you know, the, you've heard of ambiance before. Like, there's just certain places. You go in the restaurants. We went to a restaurant the other day, and it was like, I walked in, and it was like, man, this place has a great ambiance oh yeah food was great everything was great but it just had a the way i don't even always understand what makes ambiance but it's like when you walk into a place and it just feels comfortable oh yeah it's like it's like uh what's the new restaurant that the Florabama guys opened right there oh the coastal tea? coastal you walk in there and you go to that bar that's right on the beach great one yeah it doesn't matter if it's 11 a.m 2 p.m 4 p.m it always has that that lighting in there. It's all natural lighting. It all always feels like it's the perfect time to get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they do it for. <laughs> AI told them how to do that. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, you go in there for brunch and you sit there and then, you know, you, you have a Bloody Mary or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, what time is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like. It seems like the same time when you walk out as it yeah. was when you walk in. I like that place is huge too, man. Do you oh, realize yeah. how big it is? Like, oh yeah. I went in there one time and realized like that the coastal has like 
I actually had uh, the first time I went there was with Donaway Brown and um, and LT. Like they did, yeah. they were doing a show at the Floor Bama, and we kicked it over there. Yeah, it's great. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've been in there. Huge though. Oh yeah, I've been in there three or four times, and uh, you know, every time I walk in there, I've I've got a <laughs> got a a great friend of mine that I walk in and and I you know go wash my hands or something and come back out. And, and he's sitting at the bar. I'm like, dude, you're in here too much. Like this place. <laughs> Wait, he's in there. You don't even know that he's there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there to meet him. I'm just like, again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need a friend like that. <laughs> yeah, love that place, man. Yeah, there's there's just certain spots that you get the ambiance from, and I, I don't know. Like, you can't buy ambiance. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It just it, you know, like Florida is one of the best places on the earth when it comes to just walking in and feeling like comfort. Oh yeah. Why? Right. I don't even know why. Well, the history of the Florabama is I mean, you go in there and you just feel it right off the bat. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then all of a sudden you get in, you get past the, you know, the, the entrance and all you, to me, you hear Bama breeze in your head. You yeah. Know, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. you're ready to go have a good time with, with the boys. And, yeah. You know, are you doing the mullet toss this year? I, I committed to it. I got two weddings this year. Oh, it's the end of April, isn't it? Yeah. I keep telling Paul register. I'm going to do it. And, uh, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> We celebrate. Did you something. say weddings and then all of a sudden balloons came up for you? <laughs> How did that mean? I don't even know what you just did there. <laughs> no, I've been telling Paul Register that. For, uh, it wasn't like, Paul Register that no, made the balloons happen. I was happen. trying to see, but we play in that uh, mullet toss golf tournament a pretty good bit. And I have not been to the floor or not been to the mullet toss, but I think I told him I'd make it happen this year. So I think I'm going to have to make it happen. I probably have to do a show. We might, Let's we might do, do it, a dude. show and commentate the mullet toss. We, I, hey, look, I, I commentated the mullet toss last year. You know this. I, I, I almost had an unexpected uh, demise from Earth with my uh, emergency <laughs> appendectomy. When I was laying in there and they were like about to do surgery, I was like, I can't die yet. <laughs> I have to broadcast the mullet toss. Well, you should. You can you do it with me? Let's do it, man. I'll do it. I'll do it. We we did it on like their you their YouTube channel and stuff. I'd love to do it, dude. That I'd would be awesome, it. man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then great. we go out and throw at the end. Oh yeah. Which I don't think last last year by the time I threw, the it was like a I don't know twenty knot win. I threw the fish and unfolded and it just flew back. You know, I still threw it How further you throw? than you fold it to throw it. I, I don't want to give you any, if I'm throwing yeah, against you, I don't want to give you any tips, but I don't, I don't I'm think throw it by the tail because every time I've, I mean, throwing a few fish in my day, you grab them by the tail and you can sling them. What kind of fish is it? It's, oh, it's a mullet. Jesus. No, it's a, it's a, a snapper. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a mullet. It's I'm, a mullet. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> no, come on. I'm, it's fine. It's fine. Like I, I got you. I uh, got a message from uh meathead who went to uh, high school with, LT and is a huge fan of our show. And he loved having Jimmy Carroll in here, man. Missing ring. He's like, oh, watching, yeah. watch the show. You know, I wanted to follow up on that more because great feedback. It's one of those shows that's, I think that show is going to, over time, going to just keep digging. Oh, yeah. Well, I've always, I've always hated Notre Dame. I really didn't know why outside of my dad hated Notre Dame. 
And he always used to tell me they stole a national championship from us. And I didn't know the background or history of it. And I learned a little bit from Jimmy and I still need to go back and look. Uh, But I had no idea. And I know it's a little bit of Homer talk, I guess, but to to play for a tie, just so you don't have to. uh, What he said, they played for a tie so they didn't have to play Alabama or they could maintain uh, the first first place spot i thought it was was he talking about michigan was it michigan state and in, in notre dame uh-huh. yeah yeah he said yeah he's he said they he they felt like they played for a tie and bear bryant came out and said that too that's what he said yeah, yeah. it's pretty clear on that <clears throat> but i've always hated notre dame just again my dad couldn't stand notre dame and right because of that and i always wanted to go to notre dame look i'm mick Gillespie. I'm an Irish Catholic. I <laughs> thought that was going to, I never thought I would be at Alabama. Now I hate them too. Yeah. You know, I, I went to the game. Um, the, 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 I went, actually it was a Maryland Notre Dame game in, um, uh, that, that was like one of those preseason bowl game type games. It was in New Jersey with a couple guys I grew up with. And I was like, these are the nerdiest fans I've ever seen. But they travel. Oh, dude, they were everywhere. And they're like, wow, we just beat Maryland. We're going to, I think we can win the national championship. And they like lost like four games that year, five, you know. (laughs) Then we played them. And I told you the story, like right there, I was on the sideline uh, hanging out with Vince Vaughn and, you know, and and watching. And I was like, man, I don't know if we can beat these guys. And then Eddie Lacy just punked them, man. It was great. Oh, yeah. I mean, have have you ever met Manti Teo? He was on, you know, he was on that Notre Dame team. My Daniel Moore print has him right there. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I saw that, uh, when I saw that documentary, I, you feel bad for him now because you know he's a good guy. Well, that's, you know, it's, it's, I, well, I met a guy like him in baseball that's very famous and I don't want to say who it is. I told you off the air just because I, I like him and I don't want to embarrass him, but, I bet you they're the exact same personality yeah. where they're gullible enough. They're Too great nice athletes. Guy. Yes. Mean, so man. nice that they're that naive. Yes. And, I mean, and it, and it, and it and, right. How does that happen? But the, it's just the way, like this guy's dad was very like ran the house. He, you know, like he was kind of, even though he was bigger than his dad, his dad was the bigger personality. And I could totally see that something like that happening to him. You know, and I'm talking it's about another a, example of social media ruining the world, man. People glued to their phones, yeah. electronic communication instead of talking face to face. And I've told people that worked in that same it's he's a baseball player that know him from baseball. And I was like, you know, every time I heard the Manti Teo stuff, I thought of this guy and they were like, man, us too. There's just certain people that are just naive to the world. Like oh, yeah. it doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means that. And I think Te- Mount Manti Teo obviously was one of those guys. Uh, but Eddie Lacy in that championship game was amazing. Oh yeah, I mean that that was. Uh, Where'd you watch that one? I watched that at a teammate's house in Tallahassee. Did you? Yep. I remember being there, and my my one of my friends from college is. Uh, dad owns yingling lager and they have and he lived there she's like hey come come out to eat with my dad and this Where'd was y'all go? we went to like a, a restaurant and you know 
um somewhere around there you know the crab place what is it called i don't I, I honestly i couldn't tell you man we walked in and then the guy's like the waiter comes and he's like like what do you guys want to drink and then he's like he looks over and he sees her dad's name's dick yingling he's like oh okay and it comes back. He's just got four Yinglings. You know? It's pretty <laughs> cool, man. I'll never forget that with that game. You know? Oh yeah, oh, that's great. And then and then Cheryl's always told me she was like, "Yo, you and my dad would like get along." And we it was like we see things very similarly. Oh yeah, it's like you knew each other the whole time. Politics wise, yeah, it was like right in the same <laughs> world, you know. But a great dude, man. Like you know, he he's a guy that still gets out on the forklift and like moves stuff. Like he's you know he built the company and and he's just not like some rich dude that's you know he just likes to work yeah and it seems like anybody who builds a company is always just can't stop uh-huh. you know she went to alabama that's you know that's where i know her from and they're from pennsylvania think- pottsville pennsylvania okay but what's cool is like the to like go to alabama like everybody else went to penn state yeah bucking the trend man well, you know, it, my I told you my 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 cousin's grandson got well, in Alabama. You Alabama, because you never really talked about. Yeah, that, yeah. Right? So that's a great question, man. Um, my dad used to tell me he was like, "You need to go south." But tell me this all the time, right? And, um, and you know, so college came and and I went to uh, University of Maryland, and I just never felt like I, I it wasn't my my scene, you know? Yeah. And I went on an exchange program and where you could go anywhere in the country to school. So I went, so my buddy, my buddy, Brian and I were like, we were going to go to Georgia and, um, we, we got, we were going to get in and it was, it was like, you basically are Maryland credits, but you're at Georgia, right? Well, he shows up one day and he's like, bro, why aren't we going to, hawaii and i'm like i don't know so we go to hawaii so we spent a semester in hawaii and like learned how to surf you know like did the whole hawaiian thing but the uh i just same thing at maryland like i just didn't feel the vibe you know like i liked being in hawaii i like surfing you know i like doing all that stuff but i just felt landlocked and then uh i reached out to this guy named tom strong dr strong he used to run the um uh, the Alabama had this national championship water ski team, <laughs> you know, now being here and being on the water, like we are, you get like, people oh, yeah. love the water ski, right? Oh yeah. But he was in charge of the exchange program. And so I came down and I was like, did a semester. I was like, okay, I'm not, I, I mean, Wait, first, so did you ski? No, 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 no. He was just in charge of that. Like, and he ran the water ski team. Yeah. So he was in charge of the national exchange thing. So yeah. they found a spot for me and I came down and man, I went to that 96 iron bowl and I got, you were done, I, dude, I was done, man. I, I, I couldn't get here fast enough, <laughs> you know? So then I was like, told them I'm like, and I made great grades, you know, to be honest, to be perfectly honest with you, you actually had to study at Maryland, you know, you know what I mean? Like it was actually hard. <laughs> <In Alabama>. like, <laughs> I was like, man, I don't even have to go to these classes. <laughs> nah, it, I, you know what I mean though. Like <laughs> yeah. just felt like, I felt like at Maryland, like all I was doing was just in the books all the time, you know, yeah. came here and it was just a lot slower pace. And, 
love the people, love the culture. You know, I met when I talk about this, you know, my son's named after a guy named uh, Jake Thomas Walter Jackner. And and Jake was uh, from New Jersey and I met him and um, he was kind of like me, like from up north, but lived at Alabama. You know, he was like walk on football guy. And oh, yeah. Great dude, man. And I just remember like telling like we kind of saw it the same way. Like some people come from up north and it's like they want to bring that with them. Mm -hmm. We were like, we want that to stay there. And we want what's here, here. <laughs> you know? Like we were boys fast, you know, great friends fast because of that. Like it was like, man, the people here are great. What were you expecting when you came down? And I don't know, dude. My, my dad just used to tell me, he's like, you know, like you, 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 I guess just cause your parents know you, you know, like, yeah. you, and, 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 and his, our family's very Southern. Like not, they, we just didn't live there. But yeah. like, um, you know, I'm talking about like, uh, did the genealogy thing and, um, just lost you. There you are. Did the genealogy thing and, um, both of grandfathers on both sides of my family fought in for the Confederacy and the civil war. I mean, it's just kind of, you know, like they were there and all those wars and stuff out of Virginia, but poor people, not like rich people and stuff. So, there, but there was always like a, a very reverence for the, for the South, you know, but at the same time, it was like, we were always really big on, um, I can remember my grandfather telling me that, every person no matter what they look like or where they're from deserves the respect of figuring out who they are you know like that was a big thing at our house like yeah like and you know that by being around me i'm like that with everybody like you know i don't care how much money you have or how little money you have like you got to stand on your own two feet you know but my dad kept telling me he's like hey you know th this is a place that's going to fit you you need to get out of maryland you need to move down there you, you know so that's kind of, and so when I got down to Alabama, I was like, man, this is, uh, this is great. Like, I, I mean, it just felt like a fish in water, you know, oh, like yeah. all these years, I never felt like I really fit in, you know? And I told you, I went to my high school reunion last year. My wife's like, Hey, what do you think? And I'm like, I feel like I'm in somebody else's land, you know, like I'm an yeah. Alabaman, you know, Alabamian, <laughs> you know, like whether it's in Tuscaloosa or here down here and stuff. And, south la you know <laughs> yeah. but I, I i like the fact that people here are um pretty genuine man you feel that way too like i feel like people here like uh, it's, it's like we talk about we've talked about before i mean you know when i and i look i, I love florida state uh again lifelong best friends that i'll that will always be some of my closest friends uh and, and florida state still you know the south but there's a lot of there's a lot of miami in there yeah there's, right you right. know there's a lot of different florida culture in there it's not necessarily uh southern but there's a, a feel when you're in alabama you got that it's a part of you almost right. um and you you do take that wherever you go and uh i mean I, it's it sounds goofy but you know you hear sweet home alabama I love or, it, dude. or you know i mean some of those songs that 
you know, it means more to you. It does, man. Being from Alabama. A lot of pride. I got a lot of pride in our state, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I hate leaving. It's just, it. a, it's hard to explain. It's just a it homey, is. it's a homey feeling no matter where you go. I hate Alabama. leaving and I love coming back. <laughs> yeah, I used right. to say it all the time. We would come back when we lived in Chattanooga and be like, uh, it's just like the roads ride smoother, the air breathes cleaner, <laughs> yeah. and the skies are bluer. <laughs> yeah, that's Roll right. fucking tide. That's right. You know, I, I can't really tell you why, man. You know, like, but I just, uh, every time I come back, it's like. You I've, talk to people, you, it's almost, you almost, <laughs> you have something in common with everybody. <laughs> I know. Well, the, the other thing, too, is about being here, and it's helped me in my baseball career, and I think it, it kind of extends even into anything that you do, but. um you always know somebody that knows somebody. Oh uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? You like, do. It's crazy. And they know you too. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that guy. I know him. You know, <laughs> through this person. It's you like know? going to Innisfree after a yes. after a game. Yeah. And you're talking to to you know you're there with all your teammates and you know you always obviously you're running into random people and and uh and fans and stuff. You start talking and you're like, I know this person. I know this. Uh, oh, that's one of my best friends. And they're like, oh, you're kind of a loser. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing, dude, is like, it just takes everybody back down yeah, to the same yeah, level. Yeah. yeah. You know, the funny thing about like, you know, us hanging out, doing our stuff like I have had people come up to me over the years and they're like, hey, do you know Jay Coker? And I'm like, well, you know, we, we had you on the show, the tailgate show. Yeah. To right before the second and twenty six game, or yeah. whatever it was, right? I didn't really know you, but like, like you said though, man, it's like, hey, you know, I, I grew up with them or hunting with them or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny, like, you know, now that we're doing this, like, think, go, kind of like remembering back, like, because oh, yeah. it's that same Alabama thing, man. Now <laughs> that I live down here, everybody knows you. I go to Key West. And you went to high school with the, you know, the one family's <laughs> kid that did that was with uh, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, you know, like you, not just from football. I mean, I'm not just talking about being a quarterback at Alabama. Like, forget that part of it. That's I'm just talking about you, being like, you know, just living. Yeah. Oh yeah, here, you know. Yeah, I mean, you almost got to go to like California or the Northwest to not <laughs> know anybody. But I love that about Alabama. When my sister came to Alabama for school and I was like, well, you know, you also just never, it's crazy. The people, well, so many people, you know, come from small towns. I found out Mia Ham was from Selma yesterday. Yeah. 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 I knew that. I had no idea. Yeah. Found out, found, found that out yesterday. Yeah. No, I knew that back when from an was... Instagram page called strange things in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> strange that's a ryan anderson uh <laughs> that's a ryan anderson referral by is the it way. Yeah. yeah ryan sends out these uh i gotta ask him about these next time but he sends the out emotionals or yeah. yeah i love them man oh yeah and i'm like i gotta like this i don't like every day but i'm read them every yeah day. oh yeah the last one was about dave lincoln yeah i Write, love that stuff writing letters to guys that he was angry with yeah or, but never sent them yeah just get it out in the letter and and move on Man, I feel that's something that we've talked about at my house. Like, I had this my 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 late mother in law and I. She, I loved her, you know. But we yeah. had this disagreement on some family stuff, and 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 um, we had this you know famous showdown, you know. Uh -huh. We and the whole fight started over. She was going to babysit my son when he was like a baby, baby, right? Uh -huh. And, um, but we, we had some tension 
it had to do with you know the divorce of my sister-in-law and 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 kind of how she was handling that and you know i'm a i'm a you got to stay together you know that about me like you just stick it out yeah i mean i you know maybe i'm dumb but i'm like old school when it comes to that yeah Anyway, uh, I agree. Anyway, yeah, yeah, dude, anyway, so you know, we got got I, I had some things to say and she had some things to say. <laughs> she also called me a bastard and chased me with the broom. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny part about it was after all that, uh, it was like it never happened. Like I felt good about like that we kind of got out what we had to say. And, and it's like, do you have the ability to move on, you know? Oh, yeah. Sometimes just like putting it on paper or saying it, you know, like it just get it's uncomfortable when it happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then it's like you you look back and you're like, man, I, I, I never held a grudge. Like I was never angry again. You know? oh, yeah. like it was like one of those type of things. I mean, this is years well, ago it's now. kind of like, I mean, you know. I would have handled it differently at this age, by the way. But, you know, I mean. <laughs> well. Well, I mean, it's like you think about it. A fucking crying kid all the time, you know. You, know, you <laughs> fight over milk. You know, you've had three hours sleep. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, oh yeah. You know been what I mean? There, been there. And you know I what I'm talking about? Right like, you you don't have the capacity to hold shit back. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like rah, rah, you know. Yeah, the end of a long day, and then just the smallest. I got thrown up on last night. (laughs) We've been up every three hours. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm there right now. Of course, my 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 eight month old doesn't spit up a whole lot. And I had this one time I was watching my son in the, and he just sitting there watching TV, and he just decided to jump off and hit his head on the ground, you know. And I was like, oh my god, like I just killed him. Oh yeah. Those are the scale. Like you, you never get those out of your mind, you know. Oh, uh, we. Uh, I, I went mean, to the hospital one time, and I got to tell you this one because she told me to tell you this. I was <laughs> holding his arms like where he could swing, and he loved it. And then one of them like popped out a joint. Oh and yeah, then we had to go but to the, hosp- the elbow. Well, no, it was at like the shoulder, I think, or whatever. Uh, we had to go to the hospital, and and, and it was like ah, you know, crying, crying, crying. You know, go there, and then. uh all of a sudden, he stopped crying. <laughs> and they're like checking. It's like, no, there's no problem here. And then they're like, oh, yeah, sometimes their elbows, their uh, shoulders pop out. But they pop back. <laughs> like, never holding that. You know you know what I'm talking about? Like oh, never yeah. holding him like he's a monkey again. Oh, yeah. that's I take my oldest and just grab her by the hands and swing her in circles. Don't do she it. loves it. Don't do know. it. Because if you get that. Uh, it is a, that's a terrible feeling but uh, after your swing thing you know uh, we, sh- i was reminded about that one. yeah because that was all my fault i would uh, hold it like this oh you know? uh, when that happened yeah no i mean that's parenting though man that's what far that's how this goes dude it's not easy <sighs> oh no well you know i i uh that's when it all happened you know i mean i'm traumatized i feel you know i, I feel worse than my daughter and uh Hey, my daughter's fine. She's running around playing. Oh, she we, didn't even care. As soon as we get back from the hospital, she's back at school now. Not even no issue. Right. Like you know, but I'm beating myself. I don't go anywhere for the week uh, during the weekend. I mean, it was Mardi Gras. I was supposed to go to a few things. I didn't, and uh, you know, I, I'm just just beating myself up. And my my mother in law's like, well, she might have broken her broken this, and there might. <laughs> 
her, she might have two teeth just jammed up in there. It might be a lot worse. And I was like, Hey, I'm not listening to that right now. No, <laughs> <I'm not>. no, <laughs> it wasn't. It you know what do you think? It was just like I can't handle it. Yeah, because I'm with If you, I man. did screw her up, I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be able to you know live myself. There's no book for it, man. Oh no. Uh-uh. There's no like hey, this is how you do it or this is how you don't do it. But you just do your best. I mean, being there is a big thing, you know. Yeah, that's um, right. You know, and trying to be the best role model you can be, which you know, I'm not a great role model, but I pay the bills. So I'm not, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> give me a little credit for that. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but the whole point was like, sometimes just getting what you need to say out, you know? And it's like, oh, my, well, you it know. just, it, it, it just kind of relieves that tension that you have. Right. Because once you tell somebody, well, if you don't want to follow it, but it's it's also when you when you're watching somebody fuck up, you're like, man, I wish I, I got to tell this person, like what you're doing is wrong. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it's also I always How about your people, friends, man. I've been I've been in, I mean, I've had some heated arguments, some heated battles with people before that I love, you yeah. know, friends, family. And, uh, you know, we'll end up laughing about it later on. And then, I, you know, just like, well, imagine how it would have been if somebody had messed with you yeah and i didn't like that and you know they were threatening you i mean it would have been that times 10 towards them protecting you yeah right right i'm not gonna do anything i love you i mean i'm having a disagreement yeah yeah. you know yeah i mean that's and that's that's the thing man like kind of having that ability to like say the things that you need to say sometimes or i don't know or just even having the insight to know that you know, that some, someone that you care about is making bad, a bad decision. And, you know, I look back now and it doesn't make me feel good that everything I said was right and more, you know, just like, it, it just sucks that not everyone has the insight to like, listen to when somebody tells them to do something because they're, it's like, Hey, this isn't benefiting me. I'm just telling you because the, I don't know why in life, but there's just certain times where you're watching somebody else do something and you're like, you know, that's a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) What you're doing is fucking terrible. (laughs) They're just doing that. Then everybody's like, they don't see it. You know, why couldn't they tell me that? Run away with the lighted guns. I want somebody to tell me that. Come at me with those lights. You know, I'll tell you this, dude like kind of along the same lines, like, which is totally not football related, but I mean, we're, we're, we are where we are, right. Heading into spring practice. Like, Oh yeah. You know, this is a good time probably just to like go this direction. And then we'll talk about the cornerback battle, (laughs) (laughs) but, but it's like when I remember being younger and I don't know if it was that I was just confident in making a bad decision or I just didn't know any better. But the older I get, the harder it is to make decisions because I'm so worried about making the wrong decision. Oh, you, Where, get, you get a lot that, more you people to please than just yourself. Now. Yeah, that's true, man. You know, I mean, that's that's my that's my you know biggest obstacle making decisions is it the best thing for the four people in my house, right? Rather than just me. Do you, you look? Know? I wake up. I'm always worried about everything. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, paying bills and what I'm going to do here and what I'm going to oh, do yeah. there and how I'm going to, how this is going to come off and how that's going to come off, you know? And it's like, sometimes I have to tell myself like, 
you know what? You've done the best you can, like in your career and in your life, and you've actually done all right, you know, like yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't always feel like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what does that? You know what I mean by that? Oh yeah, it's yeah. like fuck, man. Yeah, I yeah, it's 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 nice. Uh, have some moments of clarity. You know, you leave the office finally done with all your shit for the day, and then a good song comes on. You just kind of realize how awesome it is to be able to head back to the house. Dude, and- yeah, I'll tell you what, where where you where you're lucky is that you know I don't have parents and I don't have grandparents. You know, so it's yeah. like there's just those times where. I I just want to bang something off of them. Mm-hmm. We're those people that love you to the point where <laughs> they're, they're not going to tell you what you want to hear. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like where you need that. Like, well, what do you think? Am I am I trying too hard on this? Am I doing? You know what I mean. I don't. I never know. You know. But you're you know when you're getting something from your mom or your dad. Like, there's a reason when you walk in their house that your face is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's right and that's always what i've like and my grandmother you know like same thing my grandmother was really like my mom like going in there and like it's like a collage to me you know great grandparents <laughs> walking in and i'm like oh yeah i remember that you know <laughs> <laughs> you look just like your dad like <laughs> you get you get I'll old call, i'm I'll not that my, old but you know i'll call my dad sometimes and tell him something happened he goes oh well <laughs> Time heals everything. <laughs> so my that's, uncle, what I know. that's what I know. I'm like, oh god. My, my uncle, my uncle is one of those. I've got my aunt, and my uncle, that are kind of those people to me. Yeah. But because they're not like my mom or my dad, they're a lot harder on me. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot easier for them to put their foot on my ass. <laughs> Yeah, you know, do you know what I mean by that? It's a little more abrasive, you know. My aunt will get on me sometimes. She's like I told you, like I had heard from a great source that Tua, and you know, I love Tua. Oh yeah. That Tua shouldn't have played in that Mississippi State game. That he was limping, he was hurt. And I thought like we could we could have won the championship in 2019. LSU didn't want to play us again. And my aunt and, you know, like listen to all my shows and I was still doing, I think I was still doing radio for Tide, you know, and, and, and everything. I, I don't, I don't remember exactly, but I think it was that. that we should have beat LSU that year. Well, we should have, but that Mississippi state game, we should have played Mac Jones and let him sit, but we didn't, we had him in there and then he gets caught up in that play and like breaks his hip and he's out of the feet, you know, and I, I loved him. I still do. And, um, I was on the post game show and I'm like, I knew you couldn't, guy could, we didn't even know if he could walk into the stadium that day. And yet we had like a 28 point lead and we're still playing him and he gets hurt, you know? And my aunt's like, reach out. Like, you don't ever question Nick Saban. <laughs> <laughs> you need to stop it right there. <laughs> like you, you, you know, like she was on me and it was serious too. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I was like, listen, I just want to tell everybody, on the post game show right now, uh, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> I'm not questioning Nick Saban, but I wish that he would have took two out of the game. <laughs> uh, Nick Saban walked on water today. 
I mean, he walked on water pretty much. You know, anyway, that's but. one of those deals too. Though. <laughs> I mean, that's a it's a culture builder doing it that way. You know, yeah. I, as much as I hated to see that, you know, I, I'm quarterback's just another guy. I agreed with you. I do agree with you. It was. I think Coach Saban would agree with you. It probably he be would. best. He he said you know? it. he's he's admitted it in a way you know? in his way. But he's got a hard time. You know, he's got a standard and a rule for – He does. We played – let's see. I mean, I remember we were playing, I think it was Coastal Carolina before we played in the Iron Bowl. And it was our last home game, senior night. And uh, we were talking to Ryan Kelly. And I was like uh, – me and Ryan were talking. We were like, you think uh, – what's the earliest you think will be – and I, you know, hell, bad on our part for even talking about this before the game. But we're like, you think Coach Saban will let us out before the the uh, second half? Uh, you know, just kind of joking around about it. And we're, he's like, he's like, well, we better be up by forty five points. And man, we got up forty five points in the first half. <laughs> he took us out, and we couldn't believe it. And then we were straight off to NS free celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I love coach, like coach Saban. And I, I, I don't, but that was the first time I think that may have ever happened. Yeah. Right. Right. Where right. he made the exception just because it had gotten that. We just played out of our minds yeah, for right. a game like that. It's like everything clicked, you know? Yeah. And, and usually you get off to a slow start, man, we were scored first drives. I think we scored every drive we were in. And he was like, all right, that, that'll that'll do. Yeah, let's pull off the dogs. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to miss him, man. Like, it, it's starting to sink in now that he's gone. You know, and I, and I think that, like, I was talking to Mike Johnson today, and, and, and we were talking about, like, DeBoer's personality compared to Saban's personality, you know. And he was like, man, I don't know that Saban's personality would have worked for four more years with the kids that are coming up and you're talking about a guy that was coaching high school football and, you know, in the Atlanta yeah. area a couple of years ago and then uh, played it, you know, obviously played at Alabama and does radio for the Falcons and it, but Mike's one of the smartest guys I know, like he's just really intelligent. Yeah. And, and would have the That's feel. Heard. Yeah. Right. Would have the feel for like that. And I agree with him, man. Like I think that's why coach DeBoer is a great fit. It's just that mentality works well with the new athlete but man i miss nick Saban. here's here's what i miss, I'm that, miss. Dude. and uh i mean coach saban was obviously a great coach but he was a mouthpiece for just a sane society uh you know just he always had a message for alabama that resonated with everybody and everybody you know everybody <laughs> Just keep talking. I'm listening. Uh, no, but it resonated with the the entire state, and it kind of set a goalpost for for people in terms of uh, you know wanting to do more, wanted to achieve more, uh, wanted to put effort in, and 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 make their surroundings better, whether it be their community, the the school they taught at, their job, uh, the company they worked for. Uh, it set a tone for everybody, and, and that's my honest opinion. I, I, a guy with that much knowledge and wisdom, uh, he affected a lot more than people that just worked for him. He, he affected everybody that heard his message. And um, 
you know, it was kind of like, I mean, it was almost like a pastor, you know, speaking to a congregation and that congregation was, was more than just the state of Alabama. Um, you need strong leaders like that that lead by example and, and have a firm, uh, stance on, on their outlook on life and, and what they believe to be is, is right. Um, you know, weak leaders, uh, guys that don't really, you know, lay a standard down, don't get the kind of production or just the kind of develop the kind of men that, that they need to develop in order for them to be successful outside of football and beyond Alabama. Right. You know? Yeah. No, I agree with you, man. Um, I'm curious to see what's going what's going to look like. And this is what I, I said to Mike. I was like, you know, I'm I, I think that we're going to be all right for the first like three years. I mean, I, I remember when Gene Stallings left and Mike Dubose took over. You know, they won an SEC championship with the you know Gene Stallings guys as seniors. Yeah. But then when all those guys were gone, you know, it was like all of a sudden it, it there just yeah, wasn't like that culture anymore. Yeah, right, right. It wasn't that culture there anymore. You know, um. And I, I, I wonder, like, what's the culture going to be like when there's no more coach saving guys? Because I I really think that the roster that they have right now, those guys have a ton to prove. You know, the guys that stuck it out. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay. You know, a lot, lot to prove there without Belichick behind you. You know, uh, you make a name for yourself. Uh, I mean, how, how crazy would it be, uh, or not just crazy, but how, what kind of legacy would these guys leave if they won a national championship after coach Saban leaves? Yeah. Right. I mean, that would be an unbelievable story. It would be set them apart from all other teams that have won a national championship in the last 10 years, um, or 15 years, really. Uh, you know, you, you write the ship after people have, you know, labeled you as to use coach Saban's words, dead, buried, and gone. Uh, I mean, nobody gives Alabama a shot this year. Nobody think everybody thinks Alabama may be low in low end the playoff or not even included, uh, based on what we've lost and yeah. the apparent upheaval of this program. Uh, and coming in as a new coach, you can't win without senior leaders that that influence the entire locker room to buy into a new new staff and a new program. Yeah, right. Uh, so it's going to take, you know, again, it's going to take the the character of these leaders to do that and influence the young guys to buy in and, and get on the same level as them. Yeah. So, again, any success in year one, year two, has a lot to do with the players that stayed, the leaders that stayed, and how they get everybody on that team to adapt to Kalen DeBoer's system. Yeah, yeah. I, look, man, I, I think – There's a lot more to their character if they win this year and next year than anything else that they've done since they've been there. I, I can't wait to see spring practice. I can't either, man. I, I'm more excited about this year than I've been, you know – about years prior because you kind of knew i mean 
people used to ask me about how Alabama was going to be this year. And I was like, well, we'll just see when we get to the playoff, whether we have a lot of leaders or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, that, right, was, right, yeah. that was the answer. It's like, we're making it to the playoff and if we've got leaders, we'll win. If we don't, we won't, you know, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, no, there's, I got you. there's some, sometimes you play team that one team that's, that's, better on all fronts in Alabama for the most part or just has a lot of talent that overcomes Alabama but you know the coaching is going to be there you know that the culture's there it comes down to the the plays on the field and usually when Alabama has leaders to be focused at the end of the year focused on the the team at task the right the game in front of them they we win uh you know when when we're not focused. We're good enough to make it to playoff. We're coached well enough to make it to playoff, but it's just not enough to finish. Yeah. Um, no, I'm with you. I mean, that's it, man. Like, I think that this is going to be a fun year because I think that DeBoer is going to – he's going to take the best of what Saban does or did and then with the best of what he does and and make the most out of it. Now, I'm very concerned about the secondary. Hey, Everyone man. left. Hey, I don't know if you noticed, but there was a Ferrari – parked at the stadium yesterday <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know that the coach saban's still around is he <laughs> how, how about the whole crew left like all the players like one guy jaleel hurley is the only guy that is a cornerback that played for alabama last year you got you got uh damani jackson who transferred in from usc he was a five-star yeah you got and a then, guy from michigan yeah well no he's a safety well, he's a DB. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, cornerback wise, though, like, you know, it's like, uh, it, it's, um, and Bakwe, who I think is going to be great, man. The guy that was from, uh, Clay Chalkville played quarterback, but he's going to be, I think he's going to, he could be the next Kool Aid. I think he's going to be awesome. Yeah. Right. Uh, Mincy from Tampa that they call, or from, uh, Daytona that they call Bam Bam. Uh, I think, hey man, this is the these new are all norm. five star guys, man. Yeah, this is the new norm though, too. Is it? Uh, we have to get used to it because we're going to be recruiting sophomores in college instead of high school guys uh, for the foreseeable future until they figure this thing out. Zabian Brown. So, At least you got five star guys. To say, I mean, there's there's five cornerbacks though. <laughs> Like everybody else went, like th that that crew left. That was it, when I was critical of the way that Nick Saban rolled out. If you could have just given us a heads up, we might have been able to keep at least well, some of those guys. It's Antonio like, Kite, it's like uh, you know. I mean, it's like quarterbacks for Jimbo. I mean, quarterbacks for Jimbo turned down other offers because Jimbo was the quarterbacks coach at Florida State. Right, right, right. And his track record and his knowledge. Uh, you know, he's one of the best quarterback coaches to do it. Um, at Alabama, for Coach Saban, it was DBs. They right. turned down the Ohio States. They turned down the Texases. They turned down USC's to play for Coach Saban at Alabama. So, right, learn that position. Yeah. So, I mean, when you, you lose your rock and the guy that you think's taking you to the NFL, uh, and the only reason you went there was because of Coach Saban. Right, you're leaving. Yeah. 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 No, I, I'm with you. I, I mean, mean, you know, it's, but it's time to figure out who's going to be the next guy. I mean, no, that's right. Isn't cornerback a pretty right. important position? But it's not, it wasn't surprising that those guys left. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. Right. 
Because Coach Saban's the reason you're there. Yeah. I mean, I figured some of those guys would have stuck around. But that whole secondary is going to be different. But I like the coaches that we have too, man, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, coaching is not going to be the issue. It's the recruiting and making sure we keep our our guys around that that understand. Do you feel like Auburn's recruiting? I mean, look, man, do you feel like like Auburn's doing anything? You know, I feel like they're building momentum with Coach Freeze, but I would have expected a lot more out of him since this transition. He's a good coach, but. I don't feel – it doesn't feel like they took advantage of Coach Saban say, leaving. That's it, what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, No, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like it's just been a steady build with, with free, yeah. Coach Freeze, but I don't feel like it's been a, oh, God, Coach Saban's leaving now. They're well, when, 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 just skyrocketing. Yeah, right. And, and what – you know, since I'm the OG on here, you know, like in all these shows, I was there when we fucked it up. Yeah. And, and you could tell. They had Tuberville, and we just had like – you know, we we had like the Bozo the Clown show from, you know, WGN on <laughs> weekday mornings. We're throwing ping pong balls in a bucket, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like every time you turn around, you're like, oh god, you know. And part of that was the NCAA coming down on us. We had, you know, I, I've talked about this before, man. We it, we had people in our own, our own aren't supposed to be on our side. Yeah you know, turning in stuff that didn't need to be turned in. It, it, it was a lot more than just, you know, I know Mike DeBose takes a lot of the rap for like the issues, but a lot of that stuff that he paid the price for was stuff that happened under Gene Stallings and recruiting and NCAA. And we were kind of like Tennessee is right now for the NCAA. Although the NCAA found out the hard way that it don't work like that anymore. Mm-mm. They got beaten court, but see, we didn't have that then. And well, the NCAA's, irrelevant now well, they, well, right there it's a shit show but but we didn't have that option they just pick a couple schools and they just try to make an example out of them oh yeah and we were that well, school well, back then like they, tennessee is now except grabbed, tennessee took them to court and they're done they grab schools i mean this is play, it's a money making this, this is play yeah it's it's uh the ncaa's playbook is punish the teams that they know are on the downfall um and they're gonna they're on their way to the bottom anyway and they know they're not going to be a moneymaker for them uh, in the next coming years. I mean, it's like when Reggie Bush left, that's when they hit him with, with those USC with allegations. Right. Uh, you know, A&M, they're not going to touch Johnny Manziel. Cam Newton, they're not touching Auburn while, while they're, you know, in the, in the middle of, uh, you know, historic runs right. or Heisman Trophy candidacies. Uh, they, they just get them after those guys are gone and they look like they're on the downhill slope. That's when they start slapping them with allegations because they're not a driver for them anymore. Yeah, right. You know, uh, it's always been a, a nightmare up there. They've always been clowns. Clowns, dude. Uh, Listen to that guy tell us we were under, you know, we were staring down the barrel of a gun and it's like, Look, man, if, if you didn't realize that everybody was paying players the entire time and not just at Alabama, it was happening at Tennessee. It, I've told you my Tennessee Yeah, story. and you want to you throw allegations at somebody now because you want to look like you're up, uh, upholding the law. Hey. When it's all a, it's all a farce and it's right, a right. joke. 
and you know who's pay, who's getting paid the whole time. Right, the whole time, man. You know exactly what's going on. Like I, I'm, I mean, I know it's weird for an Alabama guy to take up for Tennessee, but I've taken up for Tennessee because I think the whole thing was bullshit anyway, man. I, I mean, like I, I, I like watching them get in trouble, and it's like, okay, so you're gonna you're gonna come down on Nico, the Nico recruitment or whatever. Well, how about what just happened to us with Caleb Downs when there's a bidding war between Ohio State and Georgia? Is I mean, you guys don't see that? Like, is that? But that's yeah. what it is now. Yeah, yeah. No, they don't even know. I don't even know if they know which which how to enforce. I don't know if they know the rules. I, I heard Aaron Suttle say, and he didn't like come out and say it, but he was like, "Well, he didn't leave because of money." You know, I don't know what the like collectives doing or not doing, but we had the saving effect for so long. Yeah, that I feel bad for those guys. Because we never really took that shit seriously. And I know a guy that I'm good friends with, and you know too, that was trying to like really urge Alabama to get this collective shit going early. Like we were worried about it. Saving didn't want to do it. We were like, what's this gonna be like NCAA wise? You know, and then now all of a sudden, like he leaves and all now the money matters. Oh yeah. Right? You oh, know yeah. what I mean? And it's like it's just the way it is. Like that's why when I look at what Coach DeBoer has done as far as keeping the core of the team together, I'm impressed by it. Now, who the hell knows what's going to happen with the with the cornerbacks? Because <laughs> all of them left. You know what's going to happen at safety because yeah. we lost a lot of those guys too. You know, um, Aaron, but somebody will be Aaron there. is now helping out though with some of the collective stuff through EA Alabama. Who's that? Aaron Suttles. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I heard him talking about it. And on, if, yeah, and if people want to get involved. Is I mean, you know, again, they're they're trying to get fans to uh, to to become members of Yeah Alabama, and that's gonna you know help raise money for the collective. Now at the same time, Yeah Alabama is gonna have to be pretty pretty transparent about how that money is being spent. You know, if it's coming from the collective of fans, right? Know, obviously, right, right. yeah. Uh, and players that mean a lot to Alabama player, Alabama fans need to be compensated. But you got to be careful with with who you're paying and and how you're paying them. I like the gear, man. The length gear I do too. was cool. I, we need to get some of that in here. Yeah, we do. We need to be uh, a next season. Next season, we'll be sporting some length. Yeah, let's. I, I, I'm with you on that. And and I know that like just from you know my Bama Tailgate channel on YouTube, like that there's definitely still some people that uh, aren't convinced that Jalen Milrow is going to be like the next great quarterback at Alabama. Um, and I, I I'm kind of I'm I'm bought in on him, man. I, I believe in him. I think that he's going to do a good job. Like I, I I I know that there's areas as far as his passing game goes that could get better. But man, I like guys that just figure out how to win. Yeah. There, there were times this past season where, if you wouldn't have had a guy with that, with, with that, that type of instinct, Alabama would not have been in the champion. You know, in the championship game, they wouldn't have won that. They wouldn't have been in the college football playoff. I didn't think he played his best game against Michigan. But with that said, like we lost in overtime. Like I, I believe in him, and I and I think that. Well, that Jalen was the DeBoer believes in him too. Game too. It was, yeah, you know, it was. It was the real national championship. Yeah. Game. But I, I can tell that Coach DeBoer like knows, like 
he's not giving any like, oh no, no, it's gonna be this guy, it's gonna be all you know, Mac, it's gonna be and I don't think he brought that guy in from Washington thinking this is my answer, you know. No, he they're gonna work on making him better at the short passing game, you know, maybe be inform a little bit better. I, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, right. You know, and attention I'm, to detail. I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm I'm in surprised and impressed by Ty Simpson sticking around. Me too. Uh I think that says a lot about him, you know. Look, look man, you. I'm going to tell you right now. In this day and age, for him to stick around. I know. But I'm going to tell you, he might leave when uh, Dylan Lodergan passes him. Because I, I'm calling it right now. <clears throat> I mean. I'm calling it right now, Jake. Dylan Lodergan's going to end up being the guy that every – A-day game comes, I'm putting my money on Dylan Lodergan. Now they're all, all in the same playing field. That's right. You know. Uh. I could be system. totally wrong because I they all might have a great spring, but I just I just got this feeling with a little bit of intel that a lot of intel that Dylan Lauderkin's all right. <laughs> I've heard it, man. I, I I've I, heard a lot of good things about Dylan. I, he's he's the first guy since Tua that everybody's like, man, you got Tua was it was crazy. You remember when you... Tua was there? Mm-hmm. And then they were telling us, and we we would hear. Like we would hear, like, well, well Tua started. Tua playing. ripped our he ripped our defense apart in practice again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you hear that? Oh uh, yeah. Well, you know, off I the record, I wasn't paying too much attention. As I think I've told this story on on here before, but uh, spring game, I walked into that the stadium during the spring game when he had just gotten there. He's been there for like a month or two, and uh, I didn't even know who he was. You know, I, again, I wasn't paying attention at all. And uh, this was my first time back since I got done playing. I think it was two, two or three years. I guess it was two years after I was done. And uh, I walk in and I see him hit hit tight end on a crossing route. He steps up in the pocket, well, you know, layers it over a linebacker. And I was like, "Who the hell is that?" I was standing next to Ellis Ponder. I was like, "Who the hell is that?" He goes, "That's uh, that's Tua. That's the Hawaiian." new Hawaiian kid. And I was like, Oh my God. He, I mean, I, I just saw that one throw. I was like, okay. So a lot of this hype is real. You know? I, oh yeah. I'd heard about him, but I didn't know who he was or what number he was wearing or, Oh yeah. You Did know. you know, yesterday was four and 26. Two twenty six. Yeah. Two. I'm sorry. Second. Yeah. yeah two twenty six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about, 431 but no you're right it was speaking of the cam newton scandal you see him get what, after it what what i i heard a little bit about it but i haven't seen the video what was there a brawl all i know is i've seen cam newton one time in person up close my Pretty junior year in high huh? school and i've never seen anybody with traps and calves and just <laughs> you know <laughs> what, what what happened I don't know, but all I saw was him dragging a guy by his dreads and, and holding another guy <laughs> like this. And I was like, whooping somebody's ass. <laughs> yeah. Well, had he wanted to, I think it would have been really ugly. Yeah. But yeah. he was obvious. I mean, he literally was dragging a guy by his dreads across the ground as he was holding another guy like this. I was oh, like, man. good Lord. Dude. I, I saw that guy. I was probably, I think I was, I was a junior. So I was like 6'4, 195 pounds. And I uh, went to an Auburn. This is when Malzahn was the head coach. Uh, it was a year they won the national championship. And I went during the summertime 
or it was yeah it was camp and uh and i i walked up to him and i i mean, it was like his traps almost touched his ears and i was like <laughs> I was like this guy plays quarterback i was like my god i just i'd never seen anybody built like that yeah and the moment i saw that video yesterday of him fighting i was like all right these are a couple of low IQ dudes to pick a fight <laughs> with Cam Newton. <laughs> man, I, I gotta tell you, man, like first off, uh of the Auburn people, and I'm not an Auburn guy, right? Charles Barkley's my favorite Auburn guy. Yeah. Bar none. Yeah. I mean, I think okay, that's like that, it's not even close. Like and 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 the reason why is that Charles Barkley does I don't know, this. Bruce Pearl, Charles Barkley. I like or, Bruce Pearl too, but I'm just Charles you, barely has him in my but, book. But, but, but you, but the reason I love Charles Barkley is that Charles Barkley on that NBA show is fantastic. Him and Shaq. Uh, he's yeah. Uh, Kenny. Can we just, can we get to, when we get Ryan and Shank in here, that's what we want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just want to show like that. Where you, you just get four Did people in there. During the, during the All-Star game the other night. Yeah, I loved it, dude. Somebody, you know, I was talking about that today. And I was like, you know, I love I just love that he just says whatever he wants to say. I love Shaq, and I love, I love Charles, man. So Charles is my favorite. And uh, and I do like Bruce Pearl. Like, uh, you're, you're right. Bruce Pearl's cool. I think that if Bruce Pearl doesn't come to Auburn, we still got, you know, some Christy Curry running our men's team where we're constantly just – not good, but we're okay. But we're, you know, uh, he, yeah, he, he put the pressure on Greg for yeah, sure. Right, right. Like you got to have somebody. You, you, you. All of a sudden, you care now. But did Greg, uh, did, Bo Jackson, did Bill Battle or Greg hire Avery Johnson? Bill Battle hired Avery Johnson, and I heard okay. it was that a, was a good. Hire. I'll give it I to like, him. That I like was a Avery good hire. too. You, you and me both like Avery. I don't care. I mean, I know it wasn't. I know. the – I like. He he had a he had a few decent years. He brought in some good players. He I did. mean, Nate Oates won with with avery Wait, johnson's players huge upgrade from anthony grant yeah. a avery's just a good i i think avery's a good dude like like i do too i i, I mean i know people will argue there's going to be somebody that sees this and they're going to be like Mick. you know what i mean you know you get that mick you just you don't know i i don't care i like him <laughs> you know, i like him a lot and too. i and i'm like you and me are the same way like your experience with somebody is your experience my yeah, experience right. is that the guy's a good dude yeah okay yeah but then, but, I mean, I I've met people that that I don't like. <laughs> but then I think back, I'm like, yeah, I was kind everybody of an says he's here a good too. dude. You know, <laughs> he's not a good dude, man. I'm telling you, he's not a good dude. And I don't want to say who I'm thinking of right now, but he made horse his ass out of himself in the last week, <laughs> the last week. But let, let's just leave that at that. Let's talk about Auburn. So Bo Jackson, right? Amazing Auburn athlete. Yep. I don't Frank know Thomas. Bo. I don't know who the big three. Frank Thomas. <laughs> oh, Frank Charles Thomas. Barkley. I don't know. I don't know him. But I'm just saying, like, of my Auburn people, you know Frank Thomas. I don't know him personally. Uh, I, he's one guy I haven't met. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know him. Nah, but I I've mean, never like, met Charles Barkley. I love the. I, I love everything about Charles Barkley. I, the the fact that we didn't give him a scholarship, we should have been begging him to come to Alabama. It would have been great to have him at Alabama. Oh. We He's awesome, man. You know that wouldn't have happened, but it there's not awesome. many Auburn people where you're like, well, I love this guy. But I love yeah, the no, fact that he, he tells it like it is, man, and he, and he's not afraid to like be like, well, I'll pull for Alabama this time, you know. Yeah, he's a great Auburn guy. Um, but then you know, and Bo Jackson, amazing athlete, and then um, 
And I wrote about Bo Jackson in my book that I haven't published yet, but it eventually come out. You know, I was a kid and I went and waited for uh, Bo Jackson after a game against the Orioles at Memorial Stadium when he was with Kansas City. And he was the he's the best athlete of our lifetime. And it ain't even close. And I know you had you, a cannon. You, you didn't li- you didn't live through it, but I no. did. And I'm t- I've seen the throw from the wall though. Bro, and, you bro, know. There's been the, I'm, there's never been anything like it. Like, like, like you, you, you want to talk about, like, I know that Dion played football and baseball and I know, uh, the guy that played for the Braves, uh, and the Cardinals, I forget his name, Brian, John, Brian Jordan, he did it too. They were okay at baseball. Like Bo Jackson was, it was unbelievable. I mean, like watching him play football and then watching him play baseball, like, the, the th- I was at a game with Father Carl. Phenomenal at both. Dude, I, I was at a game. I told you I went to Boca on my way to Key West, and I stopped and saw Father Carl. <clears throat> we were, and he he would take me to games when I was a kid. It wasn't my dad, just a guy that like loved doing play by play. It's why I got into the business. And for some reason, he just liked me. And um, we, he took me to the game, and we were at the at the Orioles game, and and uh, we went because I wanted to see Bo Jackson, you know, and then like. Bo's like, like this, like he's like, am I put me on the big screen here before I give you the? So Bo's up to bat, and he calls. It's taking too long. Calls time. The guy doesn't grant him time, and then Bo hits a fucking bomb. Boom! Three run homer off this guy, and he's rounding the bases. And Father Carl looks at me, and he's like, "You'll never see that again." <laughs> <laughs> you just just know that you'll same game. Ball in the gap. Bo runs up the side of the wall and back down after he. That was the it. game. He did. I guess he did that a few times. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't like that thing was something that he did a few times. And he's right, man. Like I, I, I don't. There's never been a better athlete than Bo Jackson. Yeah. But Cam it's amazing. Newton's, but Cam Newton's on that level where you're like, you know, what you're talking about, like you're. Well, I, you know, I always. Just because you're big and strong and cut doesn't mean you're a great athlete. You know, I mean, I, it's, I've seen guys that are really good at football that have a hard time dribbling a basketball, you know, and don't have fluid fluid motions. And I mean, it's like weird. I bet you Bo Jackson can play golf, too. I bet he's pretty – Oh yeah, that's dude. pretty good hand-eye coordination. Can yeah, he can play? You golf. watch LeBron. My, one of my buddy Brick can plays golf with him. Really? Or and his friend, like he's friends with the whole Auburn crew. Brick can getting a shout out, by the way. Now that now I didn't know Bricken was a bug. Brick, he's not, but he his boys are. Mm. Although it. it well, you're judged by the company you keep. That's so. right, Bricken. <laughs> I'm, I'm not telling Bricken. I'm not telling you that we're talking about you on here. You're gonna have to. Somebody's gonna have to give you a heads up. <laughs> He's like, look at who I'm playing golf with. It's like Bo Jackson. I'm like, okay, well, it's a bunch of Auburn guys. <laughs> mm. Bugs. Old bugs. But I, I haven't felt like there's been a lot of momentum change since. Uh, that no, you would have thought, I. you know, and, and I and I got to give Ryan uh, uh, Ryan Williams so much credit for like coming back to Alabama because that was just such a huge. No, oh, yeah. If we if we would have lost him to Auburn or whoever, you know, forget about the NIL. Man. Yeah, if we lost him to Auburn. That'd have been ugly. God, that would have sucked. You know, I see you. You, make you got an ad read. Yeah. 
All right, let me let me go ahead and read an ad while you you make your you make your way to a break here. What I want to tell you guys is that we appreciate all of you hanging out with us here on uh, Roll Tide Pods and Disrupt the Media. Make sure that you like and subscribe as we you hang out with us, Jay Coker and Mick Gillespie. And I want to remind you that we're brought to you by MyBookie. MyBookie.ag, fifty percent up. 50% off up to a $1,000 price match when you use the promo code next round. You got a lot of great things going on right now. You're talking about college basketball, the NBA, Major League Baseball is about to kick off. How about March Madness, which, by the way, is going to be really interesting this year because there's no clear-cut team to keep an eye on uh, as far as a national championship. But my bookie uh, brings us this show, and we appreciate their help. And I want to remind you guys, too, that if you need help making your wagers, Lance's Lock. Lance'sLock.com. Uh, whether it's the NBA, college basketball, Major League Baseball, Lance covers it all at Lance'sLock.com. And uh been a lot of fun bringing you guys the show um, and talking Alabama football every week. But please get in the comments section and and talk to us in the comments section. We got a lot of really cool things in the um, future coming together. And, you know, when we, we, we started doing this, Jake, it was like, you know, just kind of figuring out the formula. Like, what's this, this show going to be like, you know? Yeah. Like, they put us together. Like, I was talking to Reed today about it. It's like, what? You you just don't know. Like, what if you'd have came in here and been like, I hate that son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. This guy. Hey, man, I've been dealing with it for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy. Like, well, you show up. Like, I can't get out of here fast enough. Uh, this is terrible. <laughs> Oh, uh, suddenly we get canceled. <laughs> hey, your snake comment still. Your rattlesnake comment <laughs> got us close. I had somebody message me the other day. They were like, they were like uh, talking about Shank being in chains, you know. And I'm like, man, I was not thinking about anything other than somebody just dropped a tree on my fence. <laughs> I do love, I, I, I love Shank's intellectual humor. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I mean, he's know, smart. <laughs> he's smart. When you said that, I was like, uh, "You felt we'll it." We'll see huh? where this is gonna go. You knew it already, <laughs> huh? And I was—I wasn't even thinking that. You know what it was? It was, it was, it was Toby Keith had just died, and you know he had that that album was like off the chain or something. You know, one of his big albums yeah, yeah. that came out, right? Well, it was the one Angry American with the uh, Unleashed. Oh, unleashed right it had the, 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 it was like a dog coming off the chain yeah. or something and i just i don't know man i was just saying that like, you had unleashed uncut and unchained and you uh you picked the worst of the three i i, I just love <laughs> what i love is like i love ryan telling me like what was going on <laughs> <laughs> right ryan just reminds me of a friend i had in high school you know like <laughs> i can really understand him you know like of all the oh, people ryan here, doesn't give a damn i know but i mean like i could kind of like i'm like oh well i wasn't thinking that but <laughs> 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 we got to get those guys back in here man. <laughs> yeah. 
People love the shows, though. They love Shank. They love Ryan. You know, like I hear so many good comments about those guys. I used to piss Ryan off. He'd, he'd be his locker was like mine was against the wall, and to get to the shower, I had to walk out of this corner past his <laughs> locker to get to the shower. And you know, after practice, all of our we all had lock boxes on our uh, lockers, so you know, you press the key in and opened it. And uh, everybody had them open, so you didn't have to, you know, close them, enter the key back in, open it back up. And I'd walk by him and just, you know, I'd, all the time, I'd just, he'd have his lockbox open and I'd just, I'd close it, you know, just to be a pain in the ass. I'd be like, man, don't you hate when people do that? <laughs> just go walking. He gets so <laughs> pissed off at me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like that gear. He's he said he's gonna. Hook uh, us up. I gotta get one of those. Me too, man. I gotta get one of those. We gotta just like sponsor, like have you know promote that. You know, oh yeah, just oh, yeah. just to do it. Like, I'd love to see him like just blow up and be building complexes. Oh, I would too. I would too. Although, it, it, unless he's if he's building next door to me, he he's okay. This is not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There'd be some real content coming out of here if he moved in next Man, door. I mean, I've, I've said that before. Like, there's the lot right next to me. <laughs> Very contested. He, if he wants it, we'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> Just to have somebody to hang out with. You know, he'd be awesome to hang out with. Yeah, you get, get little Jake to show up and, <laughs> and, and fight for Ryan. Yeah, he loves Ryan. Door. He loves Ryan and Shank. <laughs> Uh, my son thinks like those guys like or the like who's telling my wife the other day about how great it was having and it's like i, I don't know like i i'm chop shit you know you you are i'll too. walk in is ryan or shank coming no not today <sighs> yeah it's like that man yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like i'm like how what about me, man? I'm like the host of this of this circus. Uh, man, what, so let's let, let's talk about like eight A stuff, man. Um, heading into eight A, here we are, like kind of a you know less than a week out. And and for all of you that have hung around this long, thank you. You got the transfer portal. Do you know this? The transfer portal opens two days after the 8A game. I think that that's why they made the 8A game where they made it because they're, they'll get a good look at who they have. Yeah. I think that the board's going to find out. Because it's that, earlier this year than yeah, normal. Yeah, it's like the 8A game's on, on the 13th and the portal's on the 15th. But I think he's going to find out there's a lot more talent. It gives him time to watch other 8A games or other spring games too. Right. But what I'm saying is I think he's going to find out there's, there's a lot more talent at Alabama than he's used to. Oh, yeah. Well, the physicality up front is what he's going to be blown away by, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a different world in the trenches in, in the SEC. And I think that's what he's going to be just shocked by. I, I think you can find speed at the skill positions around the country. But uh, – Again, you you find a different kind of of intensity down here in the yeah. trenches and quickness and athleticism and three hundred pound guys. Um, I, I I really think he's going to be excited about how he can block certain fronts and and utilize guys in the run game up front to block block in a way that he's not used to. Yeah, I thought it was a good hire. Was it Christian Robinson who was like? 
worked for and played for like five different schools in the SECs coming here from Baylor. Yeah. I, I thought we've got to keep SEC, like go out and get all these other guys, but you got to keep those SEC guys in here as well as far as coaching goes. Well, yeah, I, man, I, I the, like that. The man. Ha Ha Clinton Dix, uh, Denzel Duvall, like I've said this so many times, so I'm red in the face, but I mean, th- those are the guys that, um, I mean, they're they're going to be able to get guys in. They're more important to this program than ever. They got and, and they need to listen to them. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, if you if I had Denzel sitting here right now, he'd be the you know he'd just light in the room and and you'd love him to death. You'd understand why he can hurt so well. Right, He's just right. um, a genuine great guy um, out of Louisiana, but he he was a. Uh, a part of my recruiting trip he didn't have me he wasn't my host but you know as soon as i walked in you know big smile he's charismatic just um a hell of a representative from the school right and uh hopefully he's a lifelong guy as long as he wants to be there yeah but you you lose a guy like that or Chapman or uh, Jamie Mosley's another one. I mean, just great guys. Just need to keep them around. Yeah. Keep them keep the local guys here and they'll be able to go get whoever they want. He's got a hilarious story about uh what's his name? Uh receiver from Houston. He plays for the Dolphins now. Hurt his leg, hurt his ankle in the Waddle? Yeah. Okay. He recruited Waddle with uh, Tosh Lupoy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was an integral part of, of getting him yeah, to yeah. Tuscaloosa. And uh, I can't tell the story as good as he can, but oh shit, I'll have to get, get you to get him to tell you that bring story. Him up, bring him in. Uh, man, he's We've got great. a major league pitcher coming in soon. Uh, that's right. So that's going to be a good one. I Monday. Can't I can't Supposed wait. to be today. Postponed us. He big-timed us today. That's but. all right. That's all right. Y'all love him. I can't wait. Mobile guy. I can't, I'm, I'm excited to hear some some pro baseball pitcher stories. Oh, me too. I've heard a few. The pitchers always seem to be the wild card on a on a baseball team. Oh yeah, dude. I kind of see who because you got to be kind of you got kind of got to have screw loose be a pitcher. I feel yeah, like right. as yeah. analytical as you got to be and as confident as you have to be and a little bit nutty. No They're doubt. always the wild cards. Of course, he's pretty flatline from yeah. what I've gathered. He was a great, he was a great pitcher. Yeah. Are you worried at all? Like that, all those guys transferred out of the secondary. No, because we got talent coming right back in behind it. So you just like the. I mean, I would be if Coach Saban was still there and they all transferred. That would be concerning, right? But. It all makes sense to me. You know, I'm just glad we have guys to come in that have talent that can play the Well, positions. they'll look at it yeah, and like, like they'll attack the transfer portal. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be coming the, 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 the uh, transfer this portal. Is this, be, yeah, right. It'll come back this way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the coaches were excited when Coach Saban left, but they're going to be a little bit nervous after yeah. their spring games. Yeah. I think they'll be coaching their guys a little softer during the spring. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so are you worried at all about the NCAA getting kind of another loss with the uh, NIL stuff in Tennessee? Like, 
I don't even I don't even factor in the NCAA anymore. I don't but, even think right. about them. Basically, it, it sounds like there you, are no rules. You, right, they can't enforce anything. Right, right, They're right, done. right, right, right. So what what do you do? I don't know. There's got to be some kind of governing body, but they were awful when when they were in control right. anyway. I never felt like they were fair. I mean, it, uh, there was no rhyme or reason to what they did. Yeah. And we've covered this earlier in this podcast. Well, I know, it's but just I mean, like it's a, just bullshit, right? It, no, I mean, yeah, it just what they do makes no sense. They they're not. I mean, they needed to do away with them a long time ago. I'm glad to see them fade out and into irrelevancy, right? Uh, but it's what what, what what's the next thing going to be? You know, there's, there's got to be some kind of guideline. <clears throat> I mean, wouldn't I you think either, either the conferences are going to have to police it, or or they're going to have have to have a governing body put in place, much like the NFL, and there's going to have to be caps and. Uh, but I don't know how how state laws affect certain pay scales, or or I don't know how how state laws will affect moving forward having a governing body right i mean there's no real association of college athletics i yeah. mean it's it's all pretty individualized so you know it's not like the nfl where you've got one entity that controls everything yeah um and they're gonna eventually have to get there or it's just gonna be the wild west yeah i mean these aren't club teams playing yeah you right. know? i played the club lacrosse in alabama Scored a goal against Southern Miss. <laughs> you told me. Yeah, yeah. So one of the great moments of my life. I mean, <laughs> it was on a rebound. <laughs> <laughs> one of the only wins we carry, had that season. Carry more weight than the uh, than the KA win. The, like the KA games. More people talk to me about the KA flag football games than, uh, <laughs> than lacrosse stuff. But it, it, the, the, the fun thing about What were the, you at Maryland? Same, okay, yeah, 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 transferred down. The funny thing is, like, yeah, you really want to get into this. Like, when I transferred, I had to affiliate with me, and uh, <laughs> this is so funny, but I was a ringer on the Q Dogs, you know, the Q Dogs, you know, what I'm talking about the Q's, yeah, I was, oh, yeah. I was a ringer on their softball team. And they told they were like, but and, and we they had never had a good team, and we we started winning. You know, it's pretty good ball baller. You know, and they were great dudes. And this was before I had gone through all the stuff to like, where I wasn't. I, I mean, I was. You know, I could have affiliated. I I didn't affiliate yet. I was like a free agent, but I was like, I don't want to go through rush again. You know, and those guys were like, look, man, if you want to join, we're we're you we'll give you a bid and they're like it might be tough on you but we'll give you a bid you know because we had become friends over the softball games no oh, yeah you know what i mean like they'd never won softball before we can't me and one other dude came in and we're like you know <laughs> ringers <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. you, know, you know what i mean like we, we will when they were good athletes too you know oh yeah and um i ran at one guy work one one q worked at the cigar at r and r cigar like recently and i was like told him the story and he didn't believe me and i was like i started naming the guys mm -hmm. 
And he messaged him and he was like, yeah, they were, you know, they remember you, you know, <laughs> great dudes. Oh yeah. They said it might be intense. <laughs> if I went there, if I took the bed, it might be intense. <laughs> 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 like I might get beat up on by some people. They were like, but everybody will like you, you know, once you get through it. I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. I already done this once. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> great guys though, man. Like, really cool dudes it's just you once you become when you get out of that freshman year you're not trying to do all that stuff oh uh, no uh -uh. It, it, it it really that's all it came down to like if it was well, like, you're, when you're a freshman you're stupid enough to do it. yes that's what it, that's all it came down to like i would have loved to hung out with those guys like it yeah. had nothing to do with hanging out oh, yeah. it was like i don't want to get beat up on anymore <laughs> yeah. and i know it's a different world now with all that stuff oh yeah uh, i can't imagine back then can you imagine get, get like somebody just sears your arm with oh <laughs> jesus it was all because we just had fun playing softball wh whooping people's ass <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, the brand's a little too far. That's, I mean, I don't, and I think like people would probably see me with that and be like, they wouldn't believe it. No, no, wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. The one, the the one guy's name, and I, hopefully somebody out there watching knows him. Because the one guy's name was George Washington. His his name was George Washington. I forget what his last name is. It was George Washington something. You know, great guy, man. Great, great. They were great dudes. Oh yeah, really, no, I'm sure. really awesome dudes. What, what, what it I was? Mean, the, you play on a team with anybody, you're gonna like them. Dude, we. I lived in Rose Towers. I think this is how it happened. I, I this is what how I remember it. And the and and one of my roommates knew these guys or some somehow they needed it. They they were tired of losing in softball, you know, and we were easy to spot on their team. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah obviously, right. <laughs> Great dudes, and um, we're, we're start winning all these games, and they're like, "Man, we've never, we've been terrible," you know, because they had the they had to play sports and stuff for like fraternity, like you know, like points and all. Yeah, and we just had a great time. They were just really fun guys to hang out with. Oh yeah, and nah, it's like sure. you know, when you're good at something, you're real confident. I was like, "Man, we got this." You know? <laughs> <laughs> See some of these guys roll up, you know. Oh, yeah. So when so when I when I got into KA, they didn't like me you know like because i was an outsider and then when i like took over like running intramurals that's when people started liking me because i'm like we're gonna win mm -hmm. oh yeah and we did kind of a leader in there yeah, yeah. you know what leader I mean. in the like, clubhouse yeah we, but i didn't realize at this age like you you know we still talk about this stuff like it's it's still oh yeah that, i mean it's i told you that story about my my father-in-law one of his best friends he's like you know, you may have you may have won a national championship about Alabama, but you never beat the SAEs. No, 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 no. <laughs> man, it, it, those games would be so intense, man. Um, Sigma Nu and us had some battles, you know. Mm -hmm. I told you, I had, I had that guy. I, I, I was at a Two bar. Two of my best friends in high school were Sigma Nu. Yeah, they were good, man. We had some battles with them. And, 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 and um, just run – I'm at, at – Theta Chi. I'm at this bar in Birmingham. I'm sorry, it was Theta Chi. Yeah, two those, of my best friends in high school were Theta. Chi's. I beat them with with I, I beat them. <laughs> intense game, man. I beat them with a catch and a touchdown, pretty much. And they were like so talking about years, me. Twenty years later, that yeah, you run yeah. to a bar they're still, and they're like, "Well, it was like it wasn't Mick twenty Lesby? years, but it was like ten years." So like you, Mick, and I was like, yeah, I was like, 
wondering what I had done. You know? <laughs> they brought yeah. me a drink. They're actually good, pretty cool dudes, but they didn't give up a point the whole season until until that play, and we beat them seven to six. <laughs> yeah. Who kicked the extra point? And we we went. Uh, we did. You just went. You went from the three or the seven or something. You know? <laughs> I gotcha. But you would have thought that those games were like, man, you would have thought they were like the games of the games. Oh yeah. And then freshman football was something else. Like that was like something else we did. And these were like physical tackle football games without pads, where guys would like get their arms broken and. Look, ankles cracked and stuff (laughs) that's a whole i I don't even know if i should talk about it on here it's like fight club but (laughs) you know those were intense too Uh. (laughs) like those i I, well i did that at maryland i didn't do it down here but they still they do it down here because i i've heard you know so it's it's a man the 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 my some of my cousins you know my my I will say my nephew that might be coming to Alabama. Don't ask me if I love Alabama. Cause I love it. Like you, I, I'm going to convince <laughs> you to come, come here. here. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to influence your life that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I, I know, mean by that? I know, I know. And it's like, I, but I can't tell you that it's not the greatest place on earth. Cause it is. <laughs> so I'm like, don't, 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 you know, you got to figure out I don't want to like, I don't want to be that guy that's like, this is paradise. But Jake, it was paradise to me, man. I mean, you know, for me, it was, uh, I mean, I was just there so for two years, but it just, you know, so busy the whole time. Didn't have a whole lot of time to, to do anything else, but football. You felt home. It was though. kind of a fat, fast, I mean, it was like in fast forward almost, uh, I mean, I didn't do all the extracurriculars. I wish we would have went to school together, but I don't know that you would have been the same football player. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been such a bad influence. <laughs> We're going to Galettes. And it's free. Uh, we'd have these band parties that were great, too. You know, I never went to any See, of those. you missed all that in, stuff, man. Yeah. They were fun. Florida State, I I hit the strip a pretty good bit. How how's the strip there? It's a uh, it's a lot lot wilder than than Tuscaloosa because it's sure. probably like a club scene. Well, there's a, a strip. There was I remember there's Yanni's and Ken's and there's another one. Then there was a downstairs bar. Uh, but it was, I mean. You didn't have the, or you you at least didn't, you know, in Alabama, you feel like, I mean, you can pick out the fraternity and soror- or the, I guess the Greek life at mm-hmm. Florida state. It, it's, it's not that obvious, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, man, just, it was, it was, there was a lot of, the clubbing was a lot more, there's a lot more clubbing <laughs> going on. <laughs> clubbing (laughs) and then the 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 country bar which was what was the country bar it was ken's oh ken's yeah and uh is it still there i don't know man i haven't been back since my third year at florida state go uh 
uh, you talk about a podcast. If I got my t- old teammates together and we went over there, yeah, it'd be fun. I'm up for it. But when I left, they built a new one, Recess, and another one. I think one of them closed, but that turned into, turned into their new favorite spots. But Tuscaloosa, when it comes to like the bar scene, man, it's like uh, I, I got to give you know you and I both love trip. Like you got to oh, yeah. give that dude so much credit, man. Like. Not had, that, not not just the, that the, one ta- of the Kardashians there. The I know, day. I know. Not just that the tailgate show is live there on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, it is the best ball. The, the funny thing is, like, I run into this guy during COVID at the Tiki Bar, and yeah, I'm drunk as <laughs> shit. And I'm like, hey, I'm gonna do my shit. Like, let's do it. You know, like ever since it's been there. You know, yeah. I've known Trip since I like I was a student, you know. I always liked him. Uh Purdy, you know, the the Purdy stories, you know. Oh you, yeah. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I ran last I ran into Purdy at the floor of Bama. Uh I'll say about a year and a half ago. Maybe good two dudes, years. man. Yeah. Yeah. It two it was two summers ago. So they're they're like that's that's two that's two maybe maybe it's just kind of in my wheelhouse, but that's Ennis Free and Galette's. Yeah. Big Will, who went to college with me uh, at, at KA, he's part of the ownership guys there. But um, it feels like the same bars have kind of been the same bars for a long time, you know. Like uh, Ennis Free, uh, Ennis Free, and then Hound's Tooth, you know, which they rebuilt it. I don't, I, I've I've been reluctant to embrace the new built Hound's Tooth just because I had some. I, you know, I've never been to the Hound's Tooth never been there what yeah never been there i mean i would think you would walk in and nobody you wouldn't pay for a beer well i just never been there do, do mean, people buy you your beers i mean you won a national championship like do you get hooked up uh yeah i mean i get hooked up every now and then i guess but I, i'm not one that hunts it you know i, I mean it. i'm not a guy that's like hey man <laughs> recognize me can i get a free beer yeah, I, mean, I don't not, mean like I'm that but that. but i mean you would think like when you walk in like if i'm buying i'm like oh fuck there's jake coker man you know like like the, it happens sometimes and i'm very thankful yeah know? right what do you uh, what do you, do you do you go like doubles like hey you know big bill's paying i'll take a double of uh <laughs> how do you like dunaway's vodka or um tequila is it good uh it's good it's good i'm uh you know, I was just asking, you know, I don't, I, I, I'm same way with, I mean, beer is the only thing I can really, you know, pick a favorite because the, the difference in taste, I mean, right, d- right. defer so much, but, uh, I'm usually an 1800 guy. That's pretty good though. It's pretty good. I've heard him just, he gave me that. So I just cracked it open for you. I mean, you know, again, I, 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 I I drink on this podcast with you, but I don't I don't drink enough liquor to to know what's good and what's not. Okay, you know. Me too. But it tastes tastes good to me. I'm just curious, yeah, because I I hear him talking about it. He loves it. I, I I'm looking forward to football season. I think the schedule is great this year. Finally, like it's going to be a fun year. I I really feel like the offense is going to be good. Am I concerned about the defense? Yes. I mean, when you only have one cornerback that played last, that, it wasn't even, no, he didn't play. He was yeah. on the team, you know? Oh, yeah. But where do you get that experience from? 
Well, it, sound, it sounds like a lot of them have experience from previous teams. <laughs> well, no. I mean, you're talking about three five-stars that are from high school, and then um, Jackson, who transferred from USC. So he'll have experience from there. He's the only guy that's played. Just have to grow up fast. It'll be a fun team again this year. I mean, hell, yeah. you know, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a freshman or a sophomore. If you hadn't played, you hadn't played. Um, you know, I think if you get older, it helps a little bit. But even when you're a senior, if you hadn't started, then it's a whole different ball game getting on the field versus getting reps in practice. Um, yeah. You what? know, when things actually matter. So, uh, you know, hopefully it's one of those years where we can manage the first eight games. And by then, guys got enough experience to be considered veterans. Right. And then we can close in on the final deal, but 12 team playoff. I mean, we should be able to manage, figure it out early. Yeah. And then, right. yeah, right. Do that. Exactly. All right. Uh, final thought, man, we've gone almost two hours right now. <clears throat> I thought it was really cool having Jimmy Carroll here. Yeah. Guy's 80 years old. He's, he's in here hanging out with us. Oh yeah. Hey man, he could recruit some Alabama. Dude, I loved him, man. Yeah. Like, 80 years old like dude i would love i was thinking like i want to be 80 and still doing podcasts <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like uh, he was uh, when you asked him what alabama means to him and he, he everything got serious and he started you know love that giving man. his speech about alabama i was like where's a helmet yeah right yeah 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 yeah, yeah man uh but no i love jimmy um how about when he's talking about like <laughs> You could tell that <laughs> they he didn't want to talk too much about uh Joe Namath because I could tell Joe Namath probably wrote him a little bit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I was looking around and Joe Namath said, You think they're here to see Jimmy Carroll? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I didn't say on the podcast that I gotta say now is I shook his hands. His he's got no wonder he was a center, dude. His his fingers were like down uh, he's on got my some wrist. Hands on him, yeah. Did you notice that? Oh yeah, he's got some hands. Uh, he's a big frame guy. Those guys, I mean, had they had the the strength training and the nutrition we yeah. had, but and hell, those guys were playing offensive line at like two hundred pounds. Well, it's a different world then, but yeah, I mean, his no wonder he didn't. I didn't. We didn't even ask him about. 25 bad snaps like mclaughlin like because i mean with uh, hands like yeah, that we should he, have asked him about that just like kind of letting him you know talk about the things he wanted to talk about but it was great to have him in here man like just to think like uh, of what our goal should be is we need to have we should see how many national championship people we can get in here because he just covered 64 and 65 yeah. You know, we've had we get know, Roosevelt Patterson in here. 2015, 2012, right? 2011. I mean, we could we could do all of them. Yeah, let's get Roosevelt in here. Like, Ro you'd like Roosevelt. Roosevelt's kind of kind of like Shank. Is he? Yeah. Shank Shank's one of my favorites, man. He was one of my favorites before I even started this. I I, I just like that intelligent sense of humor that he has, you know. No, he's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. Uh, he's got a lot of potential. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, you knew that. I knew that when I met him in high school and uh, disappointed that he didn't come to, to Florida State 
uh, with me, but then you I was like, excited that he was at Alabama when yeah. I got there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I I heard about him when I worked at Tide, and and you know we were trying to figure out like at, at when Mike and Baron were going off to do other stuff, we were like trying to figure out who could possibly replace them on the tailgate show and his name came up a few times you know but i didn't know him back yeah. then and then but i just knew him like from the conversations that he had on his different stuff and, and then having him in here man he's just such a cool dude like he's uh, he can market for sure well, he's funny and he's smart you know yeah so anyway, we'll look, dude, we, we just put in an hour and 55 minutes. That's a long show, but I felt, I, I felt like we needed to give the people what they wanted. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> More KA flag football talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think we gave them all they wanted. <laughs> Could somebody please get in the comment section and tell me about some of those classic KA Sigma new games. <laughs> You guys do that? I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any anything? Any final thoughts? Uh, yeah. Don't pick fights with Cam Newton. No, <laughs> no, man. No, I like Cam Newton too. I'm like, I'm not, you know, even though he's not an Alabama guy, nothing uh, but respect for Cam. No, that's right. You get dragged by your dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah. You pulled me, I wouldn't have any hair. <laughs> hey, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Uh, make sure that you like and subscribe and. Um, Get in that comment section. Tell us what you think. Roll tight, everybody.